Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, and we're talking today about having conversations with your kids mm-hmm. about sex. Yes. And this is a, a topic that's inevitably going to come up. It's just a matter of, you know, who's communicating the information yeah, right. and what are they saying about it? And we are just calling out the responsibility of parents to talk to their kids about sex and um, and to help them to think about it in a way that is uh, appropriate and corresponds with what the Bible says and doesn't capitulate to you know, the culture and all of the junk that's out there right now about this topic. Yeah, there's so much junk out there. And if they're walking around in this world at all, seeing any commercials, any movies, having friends at the park or at school, anything, they're going to hear things pop up all the time. And it's a problem, I think, if the parents of these children, you know, we never, we never address it. We never have given them the biblical information. We've never talked about it. It's like a private matter or it's something we don't discuss. Then that's going to be an issue, I think, amongst the parent and child relationship. Absolutely. And one issue we have seen mm-hmm. in running this marriage ministry and dealing also with uh, youth students, yes. you know, junior yeah. high and high school students, uh, we see the problem that you just described that parents don't talk to their kids about this subject yeah. and or talk to them enough about this subject and right. answer the questions sufficiently. And so the kids go elsewhere to find answers, and that's yes. really dangerous. And so in many cases, you know, we've been able to field questions from high school-age kids because they've asked us. Right. And But in other cases, you know, where did they go? The internet, friends, yeah. right. you know, movies. Yeah. So it's just a really hazardous thing to not address this topic and teach your kids and talk to your kids about it. Yeah, I think we we must do it. It's part of our great responsibility as a parent. We get to teach them about everything, right? We get it from how to tie your shoes and why you need to eat vegetables and, you know, everything in the Bible that we can disciple our kids with. This is just another topic. And I think part of the problem can be that some parents, you know, maybe they didn't grow up in their homes with really open lines of communication. They, they haven't figured out a plan. They don't know what to say when the questions arise. So it's good to get ahead of it now, maybe to think about how you would address it, you know, what you, how, even your demeanor as you answer the questions, and even the way you communicate that this topic is not off guard. Um, off guard? Yeah, off, off limits, that's the word. <laughs> the topic is not off limits. <laughs> yeah. And that you are ready to handle these tor- sort of topics. Yep. So as a parent, you need to take this upon yourself to talk about this. And so we're going to now spend a few minutes talking about how, yeah. how you should talk to your kids about sex mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the important things to communicate a- along this uh, topic and just try to present kind of a constructive, helpful uh, discussion here. Yeah. So one thing, and this is maybe just the most important of what we're going to say is we have elected not to talk to our kids at one big monumental coming of age, you know, mm-hmm. weekend away. Right. Instead, we've mm-hmm. elected to talk to our kids about sex since before they can remember. Yeah. Before they even remember us talking about the subject, we've been talking about it with them, answering their questions, 
you know, in age appropriate ways Mm -hmm. and having conversations so that the topic is not necessarily in our family taboo and off limits uh, or off guard. (laughs) And uh, it's it's just part of kind of the normal family uh, topics that we discuss, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, if you build up to some big weekend away, and then there's a lot of pressure there, too. So I think for us, it's been great to just, as we've had the conversations come up, in questions, you know, in the bathtub, let's just say, what is this called? <laughs> right? Yeah. Then we just say what the body part is. You know, we call our elbow an elbow. We call our nose a nose. We call our private parts, whatever their names are. Yeah. You know, we don't have to say, oh, uh, that's your, you know, and come up with some creative other name and and make it feel like a shameful thing, whatever that body part is, because it's not a shameful thing. God created our bodies and this is how we made them and they have names. And, and so it's like just even starting there, we're not afraid to just answer it. And the kid, you know, it's so funny because the kids are like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> just yeah. like they would. It's a, it's a factual information we haven't created some, you know, nervous situation. It's just, there you go. And they're like, okay, I'm, I'm hungry. I want a snack mm-hmm. or what's next or, yep. you know, you know. Yep. Or, you know, where do babies come from? Yes. That, that's, that's a question that you're going to get asked. For sure. And so, you know, what's the answer to that? Mm-hmm. And so for us, we just tell them, you know, <laughs> we tell them the answer and we do it in an age appropriate way. Yes. And we try to give them enough detail and mm-hmm. correct explanation that will satisfy their curiosity. Right. And we don't need to go into detail about things that they're not asking. Right. But we should go into detail about the things that they are asking and give them sufficient answer. Right. And so for us, you know, we have a 12-year-old, 10-year-old, 8, and Mm 5. And and so if the 5-year-old asks the question, where do babies come from? And we give him a 5-year-old answer. Right. The 12-year-old is looking at us like smirking because <laughs> she knows there's yeah. more to the story right. than what we're sharing with him. But we, we share with him. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, he gets a snack. Right. <laughs> and But if she's asking, okay, well, we need to, we need to answer that a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just really interesting because they're curious about all their world around them. And, you know, you talk about a friend who's pregnant, having a baby, or they, they see a little baby and they're naturally thinking, where does this baby come from? And it, it's interesting to just say, you know, well, you need to have a mom and a dad. So there you go. You're establishing female, male genders, you know, that God has put two, a male and a female together. And I always say, and they should be married right? And then they can, then once they're married, they can have a baby. And they're like, oh, okay, so you get married and then you get a baby. And it's like, that might be enough at four and five that they know. And I've established, you know, the genders and God's design and that's where we start. And then eventually, you know, that's not quite enough. Yeah. But how do you get a baby? Yeah. And how do, how are babies born? I remember saying, well, the babies come out when they're ready. When God says they're ready, then they come out of the mommy. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. And then it's like well, a certain point, but how do they come out? And then you can, you know, a year or two later, whenever that question comes, you can answer that a little bit more fully. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just think, I think it's interesting to, to just kind of give as simple answers as you can. And then when, if they need more, you build off of that. And then you continue to build because more will come, you know, and, and our job as parents is kind of have that discernment and wisdom right then to say, what, how much do we give? And, um, 
and go from there. Well, and usually they help you figure that out because right. they'll keep asking yeah. if they're not satisfied. Right. And if they're still confused and it, you know, and they're putting the pieces together and it doesn't add up. Right. Okay. You got to keep answering. Yeah. You know, don't change the subject. Don't, you know. Right. F- make make up stuff. Just just share with them and and go. And so as the as the topic arises, yeah. field the questions and teach and equip your kids with this. So yeah. our son, who's 10, you know, I had a conversation with him that was probably the most vivid and, you know, specific when, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he like looked at me with a shock on his face. <laughs> like we've said this before, but it's just now kind of like he's coming understanding together. It. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked like one or two questions and was like, oh, okay. Like, cool. all right, cool. Like, that's it. Yeah. I, I don't. So we didn't. It, we didn't need to, you know, build that up too much. It was just a casual conversation. Yeah. And move on. Yeah, and I remember talking to our daughter a couple of years ago now, for sure. And she was maybe more inquisitive, right? Because different people, different personalities, and maybe even different genders are going to be more curious. But we just sat down and chatted through it, and it's a great way to bring up what God's design is, and share what happens and answer the questions. And I think a a really important element of it as the parent is to not seem um, stressed out or um, nervous or try to hurry it through. I think there could be a temptation because it is a little bit of an awkward topic and maybe you, you know, don't talk to this about this topic with a lot of people to kind of have that, well, uh, you know, and, and for me, it was just like, Hey, let's just chat. We're just chatting. Like it's no, it's not a big deal. It's not something that I need, I need to worry about. And so that really allowed her to feel very comfortable because she, you know, she did feel a little bit awkward and as she's learning certain things, but for me as a parent to just be the authority in her life and to share the the biblical information to answer the questions calmly and move on, right? And it's it's been really cool to see as the need arises that we can just answer those questions and answer them calmly and and completely and and as as we need to. So, and this is not only important just for practical, you know, uh, knowledge and you know, gr- growing up and maturing and understanding the way life works and the right. world that God created. But it's also really important to equip our kids with the right way of thinking about these things, the biblical way of thinking about these things, because this is uh, something that the culture has taken and twisted and perverted. Yes. And, you know, sex, according to the, the culture, is, uh, is it's just different than what right. what we have in the Bible. Um, it's, you know, part of um, having fun with your friends and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's all about you and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And like the Bible, um, God, God created sex. Yes. He, he gave it as a gift to happen in marriage. And right. so like th- there's just a lot of good on this topic. Yeah. But the culture has taken it and you know, done it in all the wrong ways and twisted it and corrupted it. And so we want to help our kids to form kind of a biblical, godly perspective on this. Yes. Think about it correctly. And, you know, ultimately to um, 
engage in sex in the way that God designed them to in the context of a marriage. So it's really important for shaping a biblical worldview. And then I think also it's important to combat the other cultural issues that are related, like homosexuality, Mm -hmm. transgender, Mm -hmm. uh, divorce, like all of these issues I think are connected to this conversation that is an ongoing one throughout their childhood. And so, you know, when there's a commercial and there's two guys on the commercial and they're like putting the dots together, like, wait a second, what? Like we, we just say, Hey, it looks like they're doing things the wrong way. Yeah. The Bible is against that. That's a bad choice. That's right. wrong. You yeah. know, the, and or there in, in my class, there's a kid who has two moms or whatever. Right. Like, okay, what do you what do you think the Bible says about that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good for us to identify, like you're saying, what the Bible says about it for them, because the messaging coming from the world is so much the opposite. And I think for us to compare and contrast that even like you're talking about and saying, this is what God's word says, but look, here's a distortion of it, or here's someone celebrating it in a sinful way. Or, you know, you just think about how it gets into modesty and beauty, even for the girls. I mean, this topic uh, really spills out into a lot of other areas. And so if we don't come to what God's word says, the purpose of it, the, and even stress the goodness of it, because I think in some Christian circles, it's sometimes almost um, approached as like a bad thing, you know, a bad topic, don't talk about it, shameful, secretive, quiet, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. God designed it and he said it was good and he gave it to a husband and wife. And so if we can make sure that that message is clear from God's word, and from what we're saying about it, then they're going to form a picture that helps them to view all the other images and things and words and songs and lyrics that they hear, all that through a framework that we've kind of established for them. And I think that's super important. Totally. So the next time this topic comes up, just answer the questions. Yeah. And, you know, ask you know, talk talk to friends and or whatever, people in your small group or whatever about how they're handling this. But, you know, one of the big things we're just trying to encourage here is, is have the conversations. Don't shy away from it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to build it up to something that you're dreading and that <laughs> that they're dreading, but just have the conversations as they come. Yeah, and it's really cool to see our our oldest kiddos have a really, really comfortable approach to it now. You know, starting at three, four, five, whenever we're talking about when the questions arise about body parts and all that, to see them years later be the one that they say, hey, mom, can I ask you a question? And they feel that freedom to just ask if they heard some term or if someone said something that they didn't quite understand. They're not just trying to look that up on the Internet. They're not trying to ask a friend. They're saying, mom and dad, you know the answers. You've established that I can talk to you about this and I'm I'm happy to come and talk to you. And that's a huge blessing in our, our relationship as parents and kids. Totally. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Nice see you.